Cain died February 16, 1857 by Fitz James O'Brien From the World's Best Poetry, Volume 7 Descriptive and Narrative, Part 1 Read for LibriVox.org by Jason in Canada Cain died February 16, 1857 Aloft upon old balsatic crag which, scalped by keen winds that defend the pole, gazes with dead face on the seas that roll around the secret of the mystic zone, a mighty nation's star-bespangled flag flutters alone, and underneath, upon the lifeless front of that drear cliff, a simple name is traced. Fit type of him who, famishing and gaunt, but with a rocky purpose in his soul, breasted the gathering snows, clung to the drifting flows, by want beleaguered, and by winter chased, seeking the brother lost amid that frozen waste. Not many months ago we greeted him, crowned with the icy honors of the north, across the land his hard-won fame went forth, and Maine's deep woods were shaken limb by limb. His own mild keystone state, sedate and prim, burst from decorous quiet, as he came. Hot southern lips, with eloquence of flame, sounded in triumph. Texas, wild and grim, proffered its horny hand. The large-lunged west, out from his giant breast, yelled its frank welcome, and from main to main, jubilant to the sky, thundered the mighty cry, Honor to Cain! In vain, in vain beneath his feet we flung the reddening roses. All in vain we poured the golden wine, and round the shining board sent the toast circling, till the rafters rung with the thrice-tripled honors of the feast. Scarce the buds wilted and the voices ceased ere the pure light that sparkled in his eyes, bright as auroral fires in southern skies, faded and faded and the brave young heart that the relentless arctic winds had robbed of all its vital heat, in that long quest for the lost captain, now within his breast more and more faintly throbbed. His was the victory, but as his grasp closed on the laurel crown with eager clasp, death launched a whistling dart, and ere the thunders of applause were done his bright eyes closed forever on the sun. Too late! Too late the splendid prize he won in the Olympic race of science and of art. Like to some shattered berg that, pale and lone, drifts from the white north to a tropic zone, and in the burning day wastes peak by peak away, till on some rosy even it dies with sunlight blessing it. So he tranquilly floated to a southern sea and melted into heaven. He needs no tears who lived a noble life. We will not weep for him who died so well, but we will gather round the hearth and tell the story of his strife. Such homage suits him well, better than a funeral pomp or passing bell. What tale of peril and self-sacrifice! Prisoned amid the fastness of ice, with hunger howling o'er the wastes of snow, night lengthening into months, the ravenous flow crunching the massive ships as the white bear crunches his prey. The insufficient share of loathsome food, the lethargy of famine, the despair urging to labor, 
nervelessly pursued, toil done with skinny arms and faces hued like pallid masks, while dolefully behind glimmered the fading embers of a mind. That awful hour, when through the prostrate band delirium stalked, laying his burning hand upon the ghastly foreheads of the crew, the whispers of rebellion, faint and few at first, but deepening ever till they grew into black thoughts of murder. Such the throng of horrors found the hero. High the song should be that hymns the noble part he played, sinking himself, yet ministering aid to all around him. By a mighty will living defiant of the wants that kill, because his death would seal his comrade's fate. Cheering with ceaseless and inventive skill those polar waters, dark and desolate. Equal to every trial, every fate he stands until spring, tardy with relief, unlocks the icy gate, and the pale prisoners thread the world once more to the steep cliffs of Greenland's pastoral shore, bearing their dying chief. Time was when he should gain his spurs of gold, from royal hands who wooed the knightly state, the knell of old formalities is told, and the world's knights are now self-consecrate. No grander episode doth chivalry hold in all its annals back to Charlemagne than that lone vigil of unceasing gain, faithfully kept through hunger and through cold by the good Christian knight, Alicia Kane. Fitzjames O'Brien End of poem. This recording is in the public domain. End of The World's Best Poetry, Volume 7, Descriptive and Narrative, Part 1